You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the GM hour. What is it? Do you like this for a flame victory? No. Song? Can you think of any like, like I mean, it's like I shouldn't say that because like you go from a group to a solo career, but that from no doubt to Gwen Stefani's solo career, like holy crap! Well, Beyonce. Oh yeah, I guess Beyonce was out there. Destiny Child. Queen Bay. Yeah, it happens a lot more than I thought, but like that felt like a real like, quick transition from mad. like no doubt who's like a ska punky type band to yeah. pop singer Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And so. she did like the the voice. Yeah, and, you know, married was, to Blake Shelton. Yeah, uh, apparently they're on the rocks though. Ooh, um, I that show, The Voice. I used to watch that when it first came out, mm. and I always used to because my ex liked to watch it, and uh, I always got mad when they go, "Oh, the artists, they're just karaoke singers. They're like <laughs> they're writing their own songs." Yeah. Oh, these artists. No, like calm down there, Carson Daly. Yep. <laughs> he got fat. <laughs> Did he ever? Holy crap. Uh, it's, yeah, he he got big. Yeah, like big. It's it's actually shocking I, I how me- big he got. Like total request live day uh, yeah. you know TRL TRL on TV. Yeah. That was that was the show back in the day. Um but again, if he's happy and healthy, whatever. Um uh GM hour, Dave Dickinson, GM and head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. and uh, oh by the way, the GM of the Calgary Flames Craig Connor are going to join us at 7.30. That's cool. Um, Dave's going to call us like momentarily here. We're yep. still taking your... We still haven't picked a victory song <laughs> for your Calgary Flames. No. We're hoping to unleash this tomorrow on you if the Flames yes. beat the Jets tonight. Mm-hmm. But I, I sneakily also want to pick a losing song, <laughs> and I'm just slithering in the grass for that. But we're not going to talk about that now or today. No. We're doing just strictly victory songs. Totally. We have like five contenders right now. Kickstart My Heart. By Motley Crue, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters and Fireball by Pitbull. That's our list so far, right? Yep, I think so. I think that's was pr- Walking on Sunshine vetoed. Mm. I believe so. Okay. okay, I did like that. Not bad, and it makes me feel good. But I don't think that's good for a uh, a victory. Song. That's fair. No. That's fair. There's we, two in there that it? are. There's two in there that are above the rest, in my opinion. Okay, but. are we good on that list so far? Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is there anything on the text line you like, GVP? Uh nothing that beats those. I don't think. Well, what what else look. do you got for us here? Uh, just one second here. All right. <laughs> I wish I could play elevator music in the meantime. Yeah, like some sort of. <laughs> oh, now Dave's calling one sec. <laughs> All right, get Dave. All right. I'm gonna ask Dave what his pump up song was. Have I asked him that question? I feel like I mean probably, but not an unheard of. I can again? just play more Benny Hill. No, please don't. Computer's not on either. So, <laughs> um, the heat is on by Glenn Frey. We need like good too. eight more guys back there to be working. The heat well, is like good. the afternoon. The heat is on too. <laughs> what? What? What did you? What did you? They've say? got multiple producers in the afternoon. Like really? Back there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes I feel like we have too many people working on this. I show. mean, I was supposed to be there with GVP, but I just kind of just no. It's fine. Slid, I want you slid here. On it slid here. Over here. No, I want you here though. Uh, Minx, you're, you're a big part of the show. <laughs> um, Calgary Stampeders fresh off a bye in a must-win situation. Good week of practice. The head so coach far. and the uh, GM of your Calgary Stampeders joins us here 
on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Dave Dickinson. Dave, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Like I said, we're we're still kicking, just barely, but we're we've got an opportunity and we're excited about it. We really are. So see what happens. Um, is, is that something that in this league, and we've seen it in so many professional sports, just kind of get in, right, Dave? And then where the chips may fall wherever they go. If you can get hot, especially winning your last three games, two games here, like you can get hot, get into the playoffs, and then who knows kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I say, yeah, just get in, but you do want to feel like you can make some some noise. So you you want to be playing good football and you want to be feeling confident. And it's hard, and you know, when you've lost, uh, you know, obviously more than half your game. So that that certainly can still mess with you. But I think it's possible, and I I feel like our guys know we can beat anybody. We just haven't been able to to, to finish and and find ways to to play winning football consistently. So um, it's a big challenge. Obviously, it's still going to be a tough road, but. Uh, I think it's doable and looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, well, when you want to kind of bestow belief into the group, do you just show them the Toronto game again, Dave? And it's like, we're capable of this. Well, I mean, like, I think they got to kind of, you know, it's false confidence that sometimes it's pretty much you can't, you can't overcome it. You either believe or you don't. And mm. for me, the way you believe is you do it consistently. Yeah, you've done it once, but can you do it again and again and again? And that's where we've been struggling uh, we don't consistently have, uh, you know, one guy might play well, but then the next game not as well. And, we, you know, we, we play good for two and a half, three quarters, but not in the, in the, in the fourth quarter or vice versa, the first quarter. Um, so confidence, I think, is something you can talk about. You can show them that we got the we, – we can get it done, but it also – I think you got to go do it. And like I told the guys, it's really now it's just put up or shut up time, meaning you gotta you got to go do it. We can talk all we want, but uh, we either are going to go out and get the winner or not. And uh, I do feel like our guys are working hard trying to, to make sure they're prepared and they're ready to go. In that sense, is there maybe a bit of a, I wouldn't call it a silver lining, but could you take an edge that, hey, if we're getting in the playoffs, we got to win three straight games. We've got to be feeling good about ourselves in that sense. Yeah, like we just want to take care of this one first because um, we have no chance we don't win this game. So win this game, put us at least in the, the ballpark of the neighborhood to catch Sask. They've only got one after that. We would have two. Um, you know, yeah, the, the easiest thing is we do control our own, own destiny and we play the teams that we would have to beat in order to get to the Great Cup. So these are things that are positive. Not, is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But uh, there is a path there that you feel like you could – generate that momentum and and feel real good about yourself if you can get the job done. We know that Reggie Bagleton has been missing practice, took that real hard hit in your last game, but how much confidence do you have in the group of receivers that maybe aren't named Reggie Bangleton that can go out and get this job done for you? Yeah, we've been light on receivers all week. We've had uh, some other things come up, so we're we're battling to try to come together with a group. Uh, we moved a few people around for practice and uh, may or may not play out that way, so it is difficult. You know, practice to me is important. Uh, it's also difficult when you have so few uh, healthy bodies uh, that, you know, you want to push them hard, but you also you got to understand an injury would really be a, a backbreaker if you got somebody else hurt in practice. So uh, that's where we're at. We're, we're certainly, uh, I think we get the job done. I like our guys. They work. They're tough. Uh, they're smart. Uh, now we just need to win those one-on-one battles. Tell me a little bit about Kadeem Carey and what he can do with an opportunity like this. This is a guy who's battled injury but played pretty well in the last game. Now a bye. 
what are you expecting from your veteran running back? Because from what I'm hearing, you might need him to kind of help out the offense quite a bit this week. Yeah, we've got some decisions in the running back room right now. We've got healthier bodies than we've had all year with uh, Peyton Logan back. And uh, we just, you know, we'll play two. Uh, obviously, Kadeem will be one of those. He's he's done the He's had a tough year, like the rest of us, though. It just hasn't worked out. Uh, he's, he's been banged up, and he can't seem to find his footing. It was the very first game, uh, second quarter, and he hurt his foot. And as a running back, that's your moneymaker. So it's been a rough year for Kareem working on trying to get himself back in that groove. But he, he's still out there, to me, uh, trying to be better. Um, you know, like I said, when we're best is when we, we can hit the, the line of scrimmage with power and speed and, and, and have deception off the play-action game. So that's what we're looking to do. Uh, Dave, both uh, both clubs obviously haven't picked up a, a win since Labor Day, but uh, I, I, you, you mentioned it. Everything's do or die on Friday. Like, And this, is, this has been uh, over the last 10, 15 years of the CFL, this has been one of the best CFL West Division rivalries. Do you feel like it's still there with the riders and the stamps, especially with the fans and how that atmosphere will be on Friday? Yeah, well, I, we're not too, too concerned about that because uh... – you know, I, I want to, I want our mindset to be right. I want mm-hmm. our team to, to go in with the, with the proper mindset and, um, and not really worry about what the other teams bringing or the other fan base is doing over there. I mean, yeah, it hasn't been a, a year right now for either uh, organization that they feel a lot of confidence in, but there's there's opportunity out there for both teams. So uh, you'll see some energy. You'll see the fire, and both teams are going to play extremely hard and. Uh, the winner will certainly feel a lot better about themselves. Obviously, we have work to do besides that. But, um, you know, I do think that our guys are excited. And it's it's good. The bye week, it took – we needed it. It was a tough loss in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like they showed up um, a little bit inspired to, to put it all on, out on the line. And I and, uh, hope we play better now. Uh, he's been back at practice this week after missing the last game, but uh, your center, Sean McEwen, uh, dealing with that foot injury, but he was a full participant Monday and Tuesday, but he's also got another thing going on in his life. Uh, you you expect uh, Sean will be there on Friday? Yeah, I, know, I screw up names, but I think his wife, Stephanie, um, I believe they're past their due date now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and I, I've always preached family first, mm-hmm. and I'll keep that. I will keep that. Um, uh, that's the same thing happening with uh, with another player. Oh, actually, we have three players expecting in the next two weeks. So, yeah. you know, it's just part of part of life and part of the business. And Sean is a full commit guy and, and a great teammate, and he makes us better. And I, what I say is uh, if he plays, he's, he's 100% no, but – uh, he understands, like all of us do, really, this is a playoff game for us. So if you can go, you go. Maybe could have timed it out better for him, but you know what? I'm going to digress. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Bo Levi Mitchell. You played the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but you haven't seen Bo. Did you get a chance to see him, say hi, or anything like that when you were uh, playing the Tiger Cats? Yeah, I saw him before the game, um, chatted a bit, and, uh, you know, then he was able to get back in this past week for yeah. a quarter. and uh you know looks to me like he's he's feeling pretty healthy so um you know we're just the same thing i love bo i love talking with him yeah. uh told him hey let's let's catch up in the off season cuz there's a lot of work to be doing on our side here so that's that's where we're at we're focused uh trying to get our quarterbacks to play better and 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 push and and to feel like uh, they have confidence and control of the calls and the huddle and and that's that's going to be important for us uh going forward if we can get these wins. 
Coach, uh, we, we talked back on Monday when it was Thanksgiving. You were getting a, or tending to a bird after practice, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just wondering what the relationship between uh, you and your brothers like in Thanksgiving week when you have a game at the end of the week. Well, we are Americans, so to to us, it's an, an extra holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Bonus. You know, I've said this in the past, at least in my family, Thanksgiving is more of a family holiday than Christmas. Thanksgiving is when everybody would get together, your uncles, aunts, cousins. Uh, that was your big holiday because uh, Christmas, a lot of times you stayed with your immediate family, you know, at your house with your Christmas tree and your presents, whereas Thanksgiving was more get everyone together, have a big meal, have some drinks and catch up. So uh, I'm not sure if Canadian uh, Thanksgiving has the same feel, but maybe since we had some, we had um, some people over at our house and my wife cooked up a great meal and uh, I'm still feeling a little bit full, to be honest, like it's crazy. <laughs> good. How it, it seemed to, yeah, no, it was crazy and it was good. It was great weather. Um, you know, it's just something and we had the extra day, so we didn't feel rushed. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot to be thankful for. Uh, obviously, other things in the world bring you stress, but it's certainly always time to reflect, and, and, and I like where it's at uh, in October. I think it's kind of a good spot for Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, Dave, how many fellow Americans on the team had no idea it was Thanksgiving? There's a chunk. There's a chunk for <laughs> sure. Uh, like I told the team, and you could see, you could see the look of, uh, yeah, what, Thanksgiving? Because in the U.S., it is. it does seem to be, well, Kind of in the U.S. sometimes a lot of things are big deals. And yeah. certainly, uh, you know, but I think I told some of the guys, you know, the best thing you can do is try to, hook, you know, hook up with a Canadian lady and then you get two. You get you get the Thanksgiving, the U.S. Thanksgiving and the Canadian Thanksgiving. So that's uh, an added benefit of my relationship, I know, is we celebrate it twice, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I let you go, Dave, wanted to ask you, Ryan Huska coaching his first game behind the bench of the Calgary Flames tonight. And your experience playing and being a head coach for the first time, what do you think is going through his head today? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to develop a relationship with Ryan at some point. I, I'm. I always feel like coaches. It's good to talk, and and you know, not to say that it's the same sport, but there can be certainly similar challenges. I've always had good relationship with Flames coaches, so I'm certainly looking forward to reaching out and and uh, getting to to know Ryan a bit. You're going to have a little bit of nerves, you know, even if, even myself, when you're not, not necessarily playing, you still get the drier mouth and you still start lots of scenarios going through your head. I don't know exactly as a hockey coach, you know, you're probably, you want to get off to a decent start. You want your goalie to make a big save early. And, uh, you know, when it's at home in your building, you want, you want to try to get that first win, that first lead. So, um, now, Jets, you know, team maybe not considered uh, one of the powerhouses either. Uh, I really think the Flames match up well, and uh, hopefully they get off to a good start. You think the Flames make the playoffs this year? You know what? Everyone's good, and everyone has good players. The one thing I find in hockey is, you know, who who can step up. Like, if you have two or three guys that are just take you to that next level, um, who they are, we'll see. Uh, maybe more ice time, more opportunity will help. And to be honest, your goalie. I mean, I've always said it like the goalie is your quarterback. If your goalie's playing well, you'll have a solid season. If your goalie's struggling, it's going to be tough. And, um, yeah, I met the uh, – you know, I've, I've tried to meet a few of the guys, but uh, we did a special Olympics golf tournament and, uh, uh, you know, met some of the Flames and 
and so the young goalie and just try to, to, to figure out, you know, basically who's going to start, who's not. You know, just like running backs, sometimes teams are going with platoons, having a couple goalies. I'm not sure they like that, uh, but I do feel like uh, ride the hot hand, and, and that, that position will, will decide, in my opinion, whether you make the playoffs or not. Dave Dickinson is the head coach and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. Dave, best of luck this week. Thanks for this. Good luck in your fantasy Great. hockey. Oh, okay, yeah, thanks. All good. Take care. All right, there he is, Dave Dickens on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. I had to drop it in there. Guest hotline. Um, this is uh, GM Hour on the big show. Yes. With Dave Dickinson and then Craig Conroy straight ahead in about seven minutes or so. Yeah. Still taking your um, text messages, 960-960. We have yet to pick a victory song. Uh, GVP, can we find uh, The Heat Is On by Glenn Fry? Mm, sure that's thing. something that's popping up on the text line uh, this morning. All right, well, that's a classic victory in. song the for the Flames, I believe. Yeah, anytime you hear a good saxophone in a song. Oh, yeah. Knees weak. Yeah, and I feel like there should be a lot of lasers when that song's on. Like a lot of lasers. Yeah, flashing lights. You're at a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Like where the ball kind of spins in the middle of the lane for a minute, and then, then just like spins into the pins. Like that's right away when I think of the heat is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best sax scene is sax scene is uh, Lost Boys. Saxophone guy. Okay, Lost Boys. Have you ever seen that? The 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 old eighties movie. The vampire yeah, he's movie. got like the ponytail. He's got shirtless. He's not going. He doesn't have a shirt on. He's just like rocking the saxophone. Oh. Uh, you ever seen the saxophone guy? On YouTube, he was like just randomly playing oh, Careless yeah, yeah. Whisper around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He walks uh, into like speaking a of which, fast food restaurant. Doesn't speaking he? of which, Careless Whisper might make an appearance in Impossible Flames oh, trivia. no. Look at you dropping hints the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Little breadcrumbs here and there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we got to get to Connie on time. Oh, I can't call him that. We got to get to Craig <laughs> yeah, Conroy Craig, on time. Watch it. We have to get to Mr. Conroy. You You're not, here, I'm not here long enough. <laughs> You don't get it, man. I haven't served my sentence long enough to call when him you, Connie. When he comes on, just can you introduce him as Mr. Conroy? Yeah, Mr. sure. Mr. Okay. Mr. Conroy. Craig Conroy. All right. Uh, we'll talk to the GM of the Flames next. You uh, weren't there, man. Yeah. You weren't there. <laughs> it's my only skill in this world, doing the mash theme with my mouth. <laughs> the only thing I can do. <laughs> the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. This is a request from a few of our texters saying this should be the Flames victory song after a Calgary Flames win on our show the next day. It's not bad. Keep them rolling in, 960-960, name and location. The franchise, Eric Francis, straight ahead. Covers the Flames on Sportsnet. We'll play Impossible Flames trivia at 8.30. But right now... On the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, he is the general manager of your Calgary Flames. We say good morning to Craig Conroy. Sir, how are you? Morning, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Craig, what was your pump-up song when you played in the NHL? Like, what was on your playlist <laughs> driving to the rink? I'm trying to think now. I was just as funny when you were playing the songs. I always, you know what, it was whatever I kind of heard on the radio, and then I would, if I had a good game, I just went right back to it. Oh yeah. Like so it wasn't I didn't have something that was always mine. I just was, you know, a little superstitious. So I do the same thing over and over again if we were having success. So maybe that'll be my song now. 
hopefully uh, hopefully we hear it lots this year yeah <laughs> uh we're, we're still we're still in the process of picking a victory song now i have to ask you we've seen some of the guys around the league like Connor McDavid's gross socks or like guys wear the same t-shirt underneath. Did you wear something that was really gross that you were super superstitious about? I don't, you know, I'm trying to think I had this old pair of shoulder pads that I brought with me from everywhere. I think they were, uh, they were, they had about 400 surgeries in them to try to keep them going. So that was probably, and they smelled bad. (laughs) So, so I didn't have socks or clothes or anything, but definitely my equipment. I, I kept that one pair of shoulder pads forever. Uh, I love it. Um, just from, from a personal standpoint, this is the first game, uh, first regular season game. That means something where you're the general manager of the team. Do you have the same butterflies maybe as you were as a player for the season opener? It's weird. You know what? I woke up early this morning thinking about it, watching the games last night. and You know, it's, uh, yeah, there is that nervous butterfly feeling but you know and the worst part is it's an eight o'clock game so i have to wait all day and night yeah. it feels like so i wish we were playing an afternoon game to be totally honest yeah it would be nice to get out there for sure you mentioned you were watching some hockey yesterday i'm just curious day one what were your impressions no it was good i mean i got to see some of the the tampa game and then i, I was going to my daughter's birthday so i went out to dinner and then i caught the third period of bedard i wanted to see see that game and then I watched uh, some of the yeah they were good it was just good to be able to watch the games again exciting and they meant something so you know you, you see little mistakes here and there especially early on but uh, to see Chicago come back and win you're always kind of rooting for the East teams to be totally honest uh, <laughs> in those games where there's East West teams <laughs> um, how do you watch the games Craig, now as a GM, are you like kind of jotting down notes? Are you putting mental notes? How are you watching the game? You're like, oh, I don't know. I kind of like this guy. Like, how do you watch the games? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, I think similar. You're you're always kind of seeing how you think your guys are playing. Does anybody in the other team catch your eye? You know, are we doing anything that, you know, you think, oh, I wonder what they're kind of doing this. We should try that. You know, are they pinching on every long rim? You know, you're kind of just kind of hmm. watching and seeing what your team's doing system-wise against what they're doing system-wise and if you're having success, you know. And then you're, you're kind of, you know, you're grading your guys to some 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 degree. And, and then you're also hoping, you know, you get off, want the power play to get going early, want to kill penalties. Special teams are always so huge. So you're, you're doing a little bit of that. But you're, uh, you know, and then you're also just, like I said, you're watching the other team to see uh, – you know, you know who, who, what guys on their team are standing out. Are you already trying to like get down systems and trying to get the inside edge on opposition? Well, you know, I, it's funny. I just you, you sit and you watch and you you hear what you know Mark wants to do in the power player penalty mm. kill and five on five. How we want to play D zone, and you're just seeing if the guys actually do it. You know, if they're doing it properly the way the coaches want them to, or is it an adjustment period? You know, and I think there's been some times a little bit of adjustment period in the preseason where you don't want guys to overthink it. You want them to just play because when they, you know, especially for me too, when you think about it, sometimes it takes you a second to react, react and everything's happening so fast. You want it to become second nature. And I think that's what you're kind of looking for. How, when the guys really get in the groove, how, how it works as a, you know, five man unit. Um, Craig, what, what should we, we kind of talked about this earlier. It's uh Ryan Huska's first game behind the bench as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. 
How much different is this team going to look stylistically than it did last season? Well, I mean, I think you have a lot of the same personnel, so a lot of it's going to be, there's going to be similar things, but I do think a little bit in the D zone coverage, the way we wanted to play, transition, the only thing, you know, you want to be more free and let the guys go, but we had way too many turnovers. You know, as much as I love to be creative, you know, we still need to protect the puck and make plays, especially in that Vancouver game. I, you know, I thought there was 30 turnovers easy, uh, and there could have been more, and, and it, it cost us. So we, we still have to protect the puck and make plays, but we do want to be more creative. So, it, you know, I think it'll be a little adjustment period, but I want to I see the guys, and you're looking from chemistry from the lines too, and that, that's the one thing, you know, I think it's still not set in stone who's going to play with who, uh, you know, as we move into the season here. Just trying to uh, plan out my game day here a little bit, Craig. Uh, any chance we might get a little press release sometime this afternoon? Anything like that maybe come in before puck drop? I'm just wondering, just trying to plan my what day What are you out talking here. about, Matt? <laughs> just trying to get my day sorted here, that's all. I always love to have announcements. I don't I don't think we have anything today other than the game, but okay. you know, we're just working away at that. We're just working away at that other stuff. Okay, I'll clear my schedule. <laughs> um, okay. you're, you're playing a team who just signed a pair of players uh, to a couple long-term deals, Craig. Do you see any similarities yeah. to maybe somebody on your club here? <laughs> well, I like to think so for sure. It's weird. I actually ran into Mark last night at the dinner and I went and congratulated him on his deal. It's weird. You know, I'm thinking, okay, now I gotta, I gotta try to get my guy. I mean, not that we're not trying, but of hopefully course. we can get something done, but it's got to make sense for both, both, both parties for sure. Um, Craig, they're just, I think there's a sense with the, with the fan base that, you know, something's changed. Obviously uh, Michael was a guy who, you know, potentially was leaving the team and then, you know, signed a long-term deal, wants to be the captain of the team. Just talk about how the culture around the Calgary Flames has changed here in the last few months. You know, I think I think the one thing you're trying to bring, you know, you want guys to have fun coming to work. You want them to work very hard, though, and we want to have success. So it's not about just having fun, but you want to make it where they enjoy being around the rink. They want to hang out. They want to be together. And, you know, it's a culture. I mean, you know, that's... The way I took it was when I was a player, I felt fortunate to play every game. And, hey, I wasn't the best player, but I thought if I came and worked hard and did everything I possibly could, you know, to help the team win, that that was kind of my goal. So, you know, that's what I expect. I, I know we're not going to win every game, but I expect an effort and the guys to compete and do the little things, block shots, stick up for each other. But it's also, you know, when I think when you build that team camaraderie, they want to be together and they want to be here, you know, and I don't think having a new rank uh, announcement hurts us uh, either. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, that's a big win for the organization and the city. There's been a couple additions to your front office, your coaching staff over the course of the off season. I think Mark Savard has rightfully so taken up a, a lot of people's time, you know, being a player in the city and a very good player in his own right. Can you tell us a little bit about Dan Lambert and what he's brought to kind of the, the locker room and the organization? You know, it's it's with Dan, you know, especially on the defensive side, even though he was a great offensive player, he, uh, you know, just the way he thinks it. And the way, you know, sometimes when you, you know the guys so well, it's nice to hear those outside voices. And he's got a real good perspective on our guys, especially being in Nashville. He already kind of knew our guys from afar. 
but now he gets in, okay, you know what? I didn't realize this guy was that good at this and the other, you know, whatever it was, but just the way he works with the defenseman, especially, you know, you see him after practice, little subtle things, little plays, and just the communication between him and his D it's been real. It's been real good. And, you know, at some point you'd like to ask the guys, Hey, how's it going with Dan? But I think it's been so busy. We, I haven't really had that time, but he, he's been a seamless fit and he's got a, a good calm demeanor where savvy's a little more chirpy and, <laughs> you know, upbeat. Mm. Uh, I think Dan brings a, another different presence to the team, which, which is nice. So you have a little bit of both. How about Dave notice who works a little bit closer to you? Yeah, Dave's been great. I mean, Dave, uh, you know, right now he's back out East. So, you know, we're just, it's, it's been a real good transition. It's nice with kind of him with Berkey, you know, we used to talk about Dave a long time ago and Berkey has, you know, just such a high respect for him. So to have him be around and be able to bounce stuff off him, I mean, he's been in a, a GM in two Canadian markets. So he knows, you know, what the pressures are, what it's like, what the media is like, you know, what the expectations are. So it's, uh, it's been good to be able to kind of bounce ideas off him and work, you know, kind of in lockstep together. Craig Conroy is the general manager of the Calgary Flames, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, the conversations potentially you've had with Noah Hannafin and, and Chris Tanev. Is that something that fans should be optimistic about? Well, I mean, I, you know what? I feel the guys seem excited, and obviously we want to, we'd love to get stuff done. And it, But like I said, it's got to make sense, so... You know, we're just going to keep continue to work through it, and the guys the guys have been very professional through the whole thing. So it's, you know, it's just one of those where everybody wants to get done quickly as possible, and it just it takes a little time. Wanted to ask you a little bit about some of the players involved in this as well. Um, Dylan Dubé is a guy who you've known extensively through both your times here with the organization. Uh, looks like he's going to be billed as the top line right winger. What have you seen maybe just in the last six to eight months? from this player that tells you he's ready for this type of role. He's just got a hunger. He wants to be, he wants to be in that role. He wants to be a top, top line guy. He wants the puck on his stick in big moments. And, you know, he, he, he believes in himself and we believe in him too. So, I mean, with that speed and, and shot, you know, he's going to be a threat. The, the only issue is always the right side, left side. You know, if he was a right shot, would it be a little easier for him? For sure. Mm. But, uh, you know, he's just got a hunger, and he wants to be out there as much as he can in all those key situations. So it's going to be fun to watch Dylan, uh, you know, Dylan this year because he's, you know, again, he's always the best-shaped guy in camp, and he's got that hunger, and he wants to take the next step in his game for sure. I wonder um, if you see any similarities between Dylan and a player like Anthony Duclair, who Jonathan Huberto had a lot of success with when they played on a line together in Florida. Well, you talk to, you know, when you talk to Hubie, it is, he loves having speed over on the other side. So I do think that makes a huge, huge difference to have Dylan there with that speed that kind of creates and gets pucks. And, you know, it frees up Jonathan to do what he does best. And then Elias to kind of slide into those positions. And, you know, he's got such a great shot, Elias, and plays so well defensively that, you know, it could be just a real good combination. It's got a little bit of everything and look into what, you know, with Hubie in uh, Florida, it, it reminds me of someone like Duclair, the way he plays. Does Dubé have an underrated shot? Very good shot. He's got a very sneaky good shot, 
but I give him credit. Like we have a shooting thing here at the dome and, you know, I'll be walking out at five o'clock and Dylan will be walking in to, to go shoot some pucks. So, you know, he's always working on it. It's better than people think. And, uh, you know, I just want him to use it a little bit more. Sometimes he, uh, he overpasses. So we, hopefully he just starts, if he gets the puck from Hubie tonight, he just shoots it because he's, he's got a really good, good shot. Um, speaking of shots, when you watch Matt Coronado, a guy at his age, shoot the puck the way he does, does, does a little bit, is it a little bit of you jealous? Like, I wish I had that when I played in the NHL, Craig. <laughs> it reminds me of Mike Camilleri. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, I'm like, oh. these guys can just shoot a little, you know, obviously different hands, but just the way Mike used to do it, watching him in L.A. as a young guy and, and seeing what Matt does, you know, I, I'm going to say Matt's more competitive, though. <laughs> Cammy won't like to hear that, but, uh, you know, the shots are very similar, the way they can kind of get it off quick and in traffic and hard and accurate. It's, uh, yeah, I, I wish I had a shot like that. For sure. <laughs> How many goals would you have scored if you had a shot like that? <laughs> Well, I don't know because Jerome was always yelling for the puck, so yeah, I still didn't, wouldn't get to shoot it. Yeah. No matter how good my shot was, he, his shot was better. So he'd say, "Hey, time to pass it, buddy." Unbelievable, <laughs> that guy! Unbelievable. Uh, hey, earlier exactly. we, we were talking about how you watch other teams play on any given night. Uh, is that kind of how you noticed an AJ Greer? He just popped to you one time. You were watching Bruins hockey, or, or how did you first notice this player? You know, I think you read the reports from the scouts, you know, what he kind of brings as a player. So when you get to go in and watch a team and, you know, you're looking for a guy that brings some, has some size and pace and, and an edge. He's a good teammate, stick up for, you know, he, he's not a heavyweight, but he's he's in there sticking up for his team. And, uh, you know, in the minors, he, he put up some points. So we know he's got some skill. So when you're looking at all those combinations and you're thinking about what you need in your team, it just seemed like a real good fit for us, especially when he went on waivers. So it worked out well. But those are the type of players you're watching when you go into the games. You don't have Milan Lucic anymore. He's moved on back to Boston, weirdly enough. Uh, Dennis Gilbert, we know he can scrap. We've seen it from A.J. Greer as well. You feel like this team has the toughness to get it through a, a pretty rugged Pacific division? I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, you lose Luch and you, obviously you lose the number one heavyweight in the league. So that, that, that's a big loss. I mean, it really is. And, and I do like to have toughness, but I do think talking to Ryan, you know, obviously we have to have Zadorov's a big man, you know, now with, with Greer in here with Gilbert, you know, we do feel like we have some toughness even the other night. And I think when Coronado got hit, you know, backs got in there. All the guys jumped in. That's what we're going to have to do and, and kind of wait and see how the season goes and, and see if we do have enough toughness. Because it is something I was, you know, you're a little concerned about only because you lost Luch uh, in the off season. Uh Craig, we, we talked to uh, Andrew Mangiapane at the golf tournament, and he said essentially last season after the first month, he was nursing a shoulder injury the entire year, and it kind of hampered him. What is a healthy Andrew Mangiapane going to mean to your team this season? Oh, it's going to be huge. I mean, he had more scoring chances last year than the year before, but, you know, we, and we didn't really know, I knew he was working with, you know, his shoulder was not feeling great, but to know he's back and healthy and, you know, it'd be great to see him get off to a quick start. I mean, you know, would you, would you love, you know, you don't want the 17 goal guy, but the 35 goal guy would be great. I mean, he, he created all that stuff last year. He just could not, uh, couldn't find the back of the net. So hopefully we get off to a, heart, a hot start, especially him. 
and him being healthy is going to make a huge, huge difference. You were talking about Nassim Kadri a little bit earlier on. He's been paired with Matt Coronado for a lot of camp, but I'm just interested if you've seen maybe a little bit of different vibe from Kadri being around a younger player and a younger player who can put the puck in the net. I actually thought, you know, Nas was probably our best forward in, in all the exhibition games overall, every game. I felt like his game is, He's, he played really, really well. I just want him to continue. And then to have Matt over there with him, I mean, you know, he works hard. It's amazing how many little puck battles Matt won, you know, during this exhibition series. That's the one thing. As much as the goals and the shot and everything, it was him getting in there, winning pucks, controlling it, and making plays. So I really like, uh, you know, I can't wait to see how it kind of works out with Nas and him. And it looks like he might be on the, you know, Coronado might be on the first power play also, which mm. is going to be uh, a huge, huge boost to his confidence. Whenever you're on the first power play, it's always a good feeling. You know what the jump from college to playing pro hockey is like. What is the challenges? And, and when do you think, you know, the fatigue starts to set in of playing a different schedule different calendar, different travel. When is that type of kind of lull usually set in for young players? You know, I was, I kind of talked to him. I said, he's going to have to get his rest, eat all that kind of stuff, because he's probably already played, you know, a half of a season from last year, going to Penticton and exhibition games. And, you know, it's, so I think probably, you know, January on it's, it's going to be a little bit, he's just, he's going to have to take care of himself and, you know, we're going to have to make sure he gets enough rest so he can, he can be ready to go in the games because it is a big jump. I mean, you go from 30 to 40 games, all of a sudden you're playing, you know, hopefully he's playing a hundred this year. So that's a huge, huge, huge difference. Craig Conroy is the general manager of the Calgary Flames. Craig, we appreciate your time this morning. Unfortunately, you still got like 12 hours to go. Uh, before puck drop. Uh, thanks for this, and we'll catch up during the season. Best of luck. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully get out to a good start tonight against Winnipeg. For sure. There he is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, the GM of the Calgary Flames, Craig Conroy. A I'll lot keep, of fun, interesting stuff there. We'll, we'll keep a little time open just in case something changes. And then gotta really oh, I see. Release a little. Statement. Yeah, and he's like, oh, hey, look at those guys in Winnipeg who were playing tonight. They sign long-term deals. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hey there. Hey, Mark. Mm. You mind if I just like copy and paste that document you signed yesterday? <laughs> yeah, just change the name here. White out. Change the name here. White out. White out. When's the last time you used white out? Uh, I'm going to say like the middle school, grade yeah, six or seven type yeah, of thing. probably like first year college. And it never was, it never really worked out that well. No, it's because I want to write on it so quickly, but it hasn't dried. So yeah, I'm you just gotta like, wait till it dries. So I'm just like cross That's it out key. and write beside it. That's absolutely As an key. adult, I've realized I have a lot more little OCD tendencies. And one of the ones I had as a kid is when I got the list of school materials, I had to have every single thing on it. Really? Every single one. Really? And I had what? a huge pencil case that had all of it in it. <laughs> what about the whiteout that like had the strip? Yeah, that's yeah, the one I had to pressure down. I didn't yes. use the old uh, liquid paper. The oh, old I had the liquid. So we started out with the liquid poisonous. paper, and then you, yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to smell that no, one. No. You see the kids just the white yeah. right underneath their yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, we yeah, got less brain cells now. That's well, uh, the children are our future. Um, we're still taking your text messages nine sixty nine sixty. We still haven't picked a victory song. Yeah, well, we got to narrow it down to four. And I, I, I do like Maddie's idea from yesterday. What? That maybe we don't even reveal it 
and we only reveal it when they win. Until they get a I victory? Would, I would totally bet. That gives us a little bit of a leeway if, if they, if they don't start in. with a win. Like, there could be a song that you give us that <laughs> we hear. We're like, wow, that's really... Well, we'll use that one. And sure. As soon as the poll is done, we'll just delete the whole thing so no one can see it. There you go. I don't even think we, I don't even think we do a poll. Mm-hmm. I think we keep it totally wrapped in a cloak of secrecy. secrecy. Whoa. Which has question marks all over it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we do. Sure. And I think if the Flames win tonight, mm-hmm. we bang mm-hmm. play it tomorrow. We're on location tomorrow, by the way, the hospital home lottery. Mm-hmm. Maddie and I are going to go play table tennis downstairs again. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's if it, because like, last time I was there, uh, we had one of our, the person who's been doing a setup and uh, Kevin from Jack, they were just playing while I was trying to do my hits. They lost the ball underneath that couch. So hopefully they found that ball. Mm. Okay. Yeah. A ball. A ball. There's uh, only one the, ball. The season's over. There's only one ball. Yeah, have to I'm sorry. Bring our bring our own. Yeah. <laughs> BYOB. Um, yeah. Keep the song request coming. I do like the Heat is On by Glenn Fry. Mm-hmm. Solid. That is a solid choice. Um, we also have had uh, the ones that we really like is Kickstart My Heart by Molly Crew. Mm-hmm. Hot Stuff Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited with the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> Pitball Fireball. I'm, I think I'm going to put the Heat is On by Glenn Fry on that list. The heat is on Glenn Fry. I like it. Okay, keep them rolling in. 960, 960. Name and location. What is the victory song we should play for the Calgary Flames? The franchise. Eric Francis straight ahead. We'll get his take on the Elias Lindholm contract situation. You know, Craig was like, yeah, talking to him. Like, it'd be cool if things make sense for both sides. We'll talk to the franchise and ask him, is things actually close here? We'll do that. Like next. How much did that deal uh, Winnipeg do push this Calgary yeah. thing? Yeah. And uh, we'll play Impossible Flames trivia coming up at 8 30. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.